Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. One, two, three. Here we go. That was easy. Every morning is the same for Kelly Johnson. He would go down to the Pete's Coffee in San Francisco's Fillmore District. It's where his friends were. Some of them he'd meet there. Others would have to help him out of his apartment. Yeah, you can just lean on me there, Kelly. I'm good. One more step. He was so out of breath by the time he got down his staircase that he realized it's, it's time to go, and he didn't want to continue life in that state. This was the moment earlier this year that Kelly Johnson decided to use California's end-of-life option, which has been used by hundreds of people since it became available two years ago. Today, we followed the last few days of Kelly Johnson's life, a local performer, a local arts leader, who dies exactly how he wants. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. So also personally nervous to go into Kelly's house with a camera in his face in the last weeks of his life. But as soon as I entered his house, Kelly was so welcoming and ready to tell me everything about himself and his story. Arash Malikzada is director of a short film about Kelly Johnson's life. He met Kelly back in April, a few weeks before Kelly chose to end his life. Kelly Johnson grew up performing. I was born in a lake resort area in Columbia City, Indiana. He was in the vaudeville circuit Chicago, and he grew up performing with his sister, dancing, doing contortion work. I'd be on my knees, I'd lean back over my head, grab my ankles, and I'd roll around the stage like a ball. Uh, And I can still hear my neck cracking every time I went over my neck. (laughs) So at 14 years old, Kelly had his first spinal surgery because of all of the contortion work he was doing as a child. I ended up with a whole body rack with arthritis. Tell me about his time in San Francisco. How how old was he when he got to San Francisco and, and what was he doing? Kelly Johnson got here in his 20s and he moved straight to the Fillmore District and started the SF Dance Theater. Everything was happening in this neighborhood, and I felt I got to be here. <laughs> I loved it from day one. After that, he moved on to the Berkeley Symphony and um, eventually decided to start playing piano himself. You know, my health was shot, so I, I had to get out of a high-stress job When he started touring with the piano, it was his time to be in front of an audience again. I started this circuit from Napa down to San Jose, and I did one-hour piano classical concerts. 
Kelly was performing until he physically couldn't. His body was racked with arthritis, he was suffering from pulmonary diseases, and he was in a lot of pain. Eventually, he was tethered to his oxygen tank and was stuck in his Fillmore flat. I look back at my life, I've choreographed an extraordinary dance. It's over. You know, strike a pose, bring the curtain down. How does the idea to end his life come about? One day, a friend came to take him down to Pete's, and he couldn't breathe by the time he got down his stairwell. And at that point, he realized that I can't continue living in this condition. The prospect of trying to go to bed, you know, trying to get dressed, do a catheterization, it is so scary. And I would sit there and say, I don't know if I can do this. And I had to do it a day and, and another day and another day. <laughs> Knowing that the California End of Life Option Act existed, he decided to proceed with it. California's End of Life Option Act began back in June 2016. Only adults with a terminal illness can be prescribed drugs. So once Kelly came to this decision, okay. All right, rotate this way. He needed the support of his community. His daughter flew in to live with him. It's amazing to watch uh, him taste something, and then sometimes there's like a little shadow, and you see him realize that might be the last strawberry I ate. He needed to consult two physicians, and he needed to have a uh, pharmacy opt in and prescribe him this end-of-life medication. I'm so doing the right thing. Um, and uh, I've got this whole community helping me do it. I entered Kelly's life in the final three weeks. So there's a day I show up before the sun rises, and I'm walking up the stairs. They're creaking. I'm trying not to wake anybody up. And I enter his flat, and the only other person awake is hospice care, who is preparing his toast and jelly. And I follow him in as Kelly wakes up with his coffee in hand, as always. Okay, let me see. I got my coffee here, my water, pills, inhalers. And he's just telling me that he is ready to go. And he's dealt with all of the major issues in his life. And he's finally ready to move on. My body has given out. You take away my medications, my oxygen. I'll be dead before sundown. In the last days of his life, Kelly is busy. He is on a tight schedule, trying to fit in all of his friends who want to get in their last words with him. So Kelly's sitting on his red couch in the same spot he always is, and people are coming in and out of his house nonstop. His daughter's preparing food, putting it on the table. They're drinking fancy liqueurs that he's had for decades. And it's a party. It's a party every day. We have to dust some of these liqueurs off. We're doing a pretty good job. And this is I mean, they're down by about 40%. We're making progress. Kelly is preparing for his last day as if it was his last performance. Every final detail and how everything needs to be perfect on his last day. Everything's coming together just right. In the last hours, in the last minutes. The logistics of dying. 
even before Kelly leaves his bedroom, he is picking out his outfit for the final day. I know what I want to wear to Pete's, and that's that, that linen shirt. I want to show up looking good. Kelly Johnson chose to end his life on May 7th. So the morning of his last day, Kelly is met in his living room by his closest friends. And they guide him down. I'm in, let's roll. <laughs> to the street where there's a parade waiting for him. <laughs> wow, wow, look at this. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. His friends are gathered playing ragtime jazz, throwing feathers in the air, the same feathers Kelly decorated his Christmas tree with. And they head to Pete's Coffee, which is half a block down the street. Morning, Mr. Biggles. Good morning, Fred. What's the significance of Pete's? So for Kelly, his friends are his family. And a lot of his friends are from Pete's Coffee. In remembrance of Kelly Johnson, mayor of Pete's and friend to all. Kelly Johnson is in the house. He would go every morning, half a block down his street, and spend hours sitting in his same chair holding conversations with whoever was willing. We've all created this wonderful spot here on Fillmore Street. Going back to Pete's was something Kelly highly anticipated, and he wanted to make sure he did it on his last day. With all of you people, because I've done it for so many years, and uh, this is my last day, and I'm very happy. And Kelly's ready. He knows that he has this community behind him. And this is a few hours before he ends his life. This is the morning of the last day. I woke up today, the first day in my life, where my brain seemed to be telling me, you're okay. You've taken care of all the big issues. So after Pete, Kelly makes his way back up to his living room. His closest friends are around him his daughter sitting on his right and his best friend sitting on his left. They're drinking liqueur. They're cheersing to a wonderful life that he'd lived. And he had his last meal, which was banana nut pancakes. Banana nut pancakes. (laughs) Yeah. So Kelly's up in his living room for around four hours before he goes through with the end-of-life option. He actually is taken to what he called his last spa treatment. He's bathed in his bed. Once Kelly gets dressed, he returns back to his living room. So I'm tucked away in the corner with a long lens zoomed in on Kelly. He takes his anti-nausea medication in preparation for the end-of-life drugs that he will take. Up until that point, he is drinking liqueur with those that he loves, and he's listening to his favorite classical music. In another room, there's 90 pills being broken up, powder being put into a bowl. 
that powder he mixes with orange juice and minutes until the end of his life is when he drinks that back. He follows it up with a shot of tequila and he fades away on the couch. What's that moment like for you standing there with a camera? I expected to be very sad or very distraught by that image, but it was actually beautiful. Why do you think Kelly wanted this to be documented and allowed it to be documented? He wanted people to know that this was an option that they could take, that you could choose to celebrate your end of your life with those that you love and with your community supporting you. And I think that's something Kelly really wanted people to know is that their last days don't have to be lived in pain. It could be an event. It could be a final memory. Shortly after Kelly Johnson ended his life back in May, a California judge suspended the end-of-life option. Then a month later, an appellate court reversed that decision. So now people can continue to choose to end their life like Kelly Johnson did, at least temporarily. It could take a while for the case to make its way through the courts. In 2017, 374 people in California used the law to end their own life. Only a few states have similar laws, and it's still pretty controversial. Arash Malikzada is director of the short film A Dance with Death, The Final Days of Kelly Johnson. There's going to be a screening of the film at the Clay Theater in San Francisco this Wednesday. You can find more information in our episode notes. Music in this episode was by Kelly Johnson. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 